Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... So it's been about five or six weeks since uh, the two of us have had an opportunity just to sit down and talk and catch up on our lives and let you expound on the virtues of the PTPA. Uh, So I figured this is as good of an opportunity as any to to really just go as you're preparing uh, to be in Newport, which I'm so super excited about. But how, how are you? Can I eat sunflower seeds during this or no? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Good. Most people most people mute your part anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> mute, unmute, mute, unmute. <laughs> oh yeah, when when are those shirts coming up? You got to tell everybody about your shirts. Yeah, uh, please answer the question of how are you before I start talking about the shirts so I don't sound like a complete piece of shit. <laughs> I'm okay. I I wasn't expecting to play Newport um you know, I kind of had this plan to play a few challengers, see if I can get my ranking back into to qualities of U.S. Open, um, and then um, kind of take the rest of the year off and prepare for 2022, get the body in order, get everything ready so I can slide on hardcore again and not feel like crap. So that's where we're at. But, you know, once I saw my name was kind of close to the list and I was sneaking in, I can't say no to Newport. Probably one of my favorite destinations, especially in the States in the year. I am also very excited for it. I, I I told you this last night, but I tried to get out there as well because I still haven't been to Newport. Um, mostly I, though, I I just wanna I just wanna hang out with Blair Henley. Um, yeah, she's cool. MC I saw her from a distance. MC extraordinaire. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy, and there's obviously history to it. But like the tennis hall of fame is in Newport, Rhode Island. Like it's mm. just. It's unbelievable that that's the that's the spot. Like you know, it's it's not just not one of really. I mean, let's let's be blunt here in thinking about the the fact that for you know the first sixty years of its existence, tennis was entirely a very extremely upper class white sport. And uh, if you think about the history of Newport, Rhode Island, I think that fits pretty damn well. I get it. I just. Still ironic that this is the home of it. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, yeah, as opposed to New York, which is the center of everything. Correct. Never leaving East Coast, baby. Wow, <laughs> didn't um, feel right. No, that didn't, didn't sound right either. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, so Noah mentioned some t-shirts um, in, and they will be ready, or at least the prototypes will be ready for myself Perfect. and for you to wear next week in Cary, North Carolina, when we you know get the gang back together. Uh, they are I hate Noah Rubin shirts. Um, and I wanted to, you and I have uh, actually kind of a, an important decision to make because I want to make this a charity function here. I want to, <laughs> any, <laughs> if you're going to be mocked in shirt form, I want to make sure uh, that there's a portion of it that's going to a charity of your choice. So we're going to do that. So we'll we'll do prices and sizes and everything at a, at a later date once we get it determined. But the I Hate No Reuben shirts are one way one week away from completion. I'm super excited. And yes, you, you are going to get to pick what charity uh, to support with these shirts. Yeah, I have to ironically pick a mental health charity um, as you destroy my self-esteem and I see I hate no Ruben shirts <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> but um, I'm actually I'm – I'm really pumped to wear them. I, I think who's who's going to get the biggest kick out of it? Maybe Eubanks is going to be really happy to see that. Kwiatkowski can't be unhappy to see that. Your um, sister? <laughs> your your girlfriend? My mom. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd it take so long to get these out? <laughs> uh, no, but I'm, I'm really excited. And Stacia, who works at Mom's Creative here in Tulsa, has been great with working with me. She's one of my neighbors down the street. Um, and Confused so nonetheless, but... Yeah, she, she said she loves podcasts. And I said, well, you probably won't like ours. Um, but yeah, so she's been able to work on that. And again... I will get uh, once once we get everything set. I will get prices ready so that I can figure out exactly how much it's going to cost to ship everywhere, so that we can make sure we do incorporate a sizable charitable organization donation into this because I think that's actually very important as well. Um, you're, you're doing God's work, Mike. I mean, you're I just doing I, God's work. I love you. I hate you, and I just want it to be a, a nice charitable thing. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, let's before we get into the PTPA stuff, because that's kind of where I want to spend the bulk of, of what we talk about here today. Um, I adopted a cat who <laughs> lived until a couple days ago in, in the sewers. Um, I thank you to your girlfriend for helping me as I was trying to navigate the waters there. But uh, it's this crazy, crazy like the dodo moment where she decided one day. Uh, two days ago that I, I, I'm suitable uh, to play with and be pet by. And <laughs> now we are best friends. She's living in my basement for a couple of weeks so that she can kind to she and uh, my other cat. Uh, just there are no infections that might pass either way. Um, but yeah, the, the cat at this moment is named Brother after a character in the We Bear Bears cartoon that my daughter watches. And uh, I thanks to everybody who is uh, very nice and chimed in that I need to adopt this cat, including former guest Gabby Dabrowski. I, I feel bad for the cat that it chose you. There are so yeah, many people too. in this world. And, and you know, I, I, I guess I said sewer-cation. Let's choose slight step the up. sewer a little longer. <laughs> uh, but thank you to everybody who was nice enough to to hop in and give me some words of wisdom on, on Twitter the last couple of days. Okay. So, yes, Noah and I will be back together in Cary uh, in, in one week. Right now, Noah is preparing. I don't think the draw for Qualies is out 
yet as we record on Saturday afternoon, so. right? No, no, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, this morning, Ash Barty winning the Wimbledon ladies singles title. I don't know if you watched it. I did. Um, Chris Fowler and Chrissy Everett were just phenomenal, uh, especially in the third set. It was great to watch. I don't know how much of Wimbledon you've watched. I've watched um, a few matches here and there. Again, three out of five is too long for me. I've seen, you know, a set or two of, of women's singles as well. Um, I was interested in, in some cases and then kind of just bored in others, to be honest with you. Um, but there was a lot of good tennis. And I think with the men's side being as, I was going to say, women's like in the terms of, you know, having so many different new players coming out yeah. and, and, and kind of having that breakthrough, which we've seen on the women's side for some time now. Um, obviously, we have that. Same okay tennis player, Novak Djokovic, you know, just kind of going through the draw. But, um, you know, with everybody else having, you know, Shapo playing some really great ball. Yeah. You know, Berrettini smacking forehands, having Mr. Hubert uh, playing, you know, his his lanky tennis, athletic lanky tennis. Um, You know, it's it's nice to see some new guys out and – and that was uh, a part of what I want to talk about as well with you. So, but uh, yeah, how, yeah, what about you? How much have have you seen? Uh, I, I missed the first, essentially the first week because we were on a family yeah. vacation back home in in Champagne, and so I didn't really get to watch much. I've watched a good chunk um, this week, and I it's I, I I actually got into a um, this was more of a DM debate with um, Amy Lundy Dahl, who does who's on the Three podcast. Uh, which is, I believe, mm-hmm. part of the Tennis Channel podcast network as well. Um, just about this idea of, uh, um, I don't want to go into it too much, but the, the idea that the men's product has been able to be sold more because of the the, the big three um, versus mm-hmm. the women's side where there is so much diversity. And and for me, I've I've actually been, I love that diversity on, on the women's side of how, how every tournament feels a little bit more wide open. Um, so I'm, I was actually really excited this week to see so many new names, first time quarterfinals, first time semifinals and for Berrettini first time finalist on the men's side. I go back and forth. Hmm. I go back and forth each time. I I think (laughs) so, you know, let's use the big, big three, you know, obviously tennis is a star driven sport and, and using that for the marketing has been, yep. You know, I, I think actually an issue, I think, put us in some cases where we're lacking. But, you know, it also, I think, was the easy, lazy route for us to say, hey, look at these guys, some of the best athletes of all time in any sport. Right. Sure. What can we do with them? And and on the women's side as well, using the, the Williams sisters or, or Sharapova during her time and stuff like right. that. So, But going into it, I think... You know, once we take away, let's say we, you know, these, we keep saying big three. I put Murray in there, even, you know, a Walrinka at times, you know. But, you know, when we say the big three, I say that generation. I think once those guys kind of take a step down, you know, it's not just five or ten guys that have the opportunity. You know, we we expand that number to 40. You know, we expand that number to 45 players that can possibly make, make the quarterfinals. So for me... I think there's a limit. I think I think there's a number where we say, okay, you know, 10 to 15 guys is great. You know, we can mix it up. We have a lot of great names. But once we're getting to 20 plus, 30 plus, I think you lose this 
drive. You lose this um, trying to find the the rivalries between the players. Yeah, I and, get and that. I think, and I think that's kind of the issue where you know I don't love you know Fed or, or Djokovic winning these events all the time or Nadal coming out to his you know forty third French Open title. But you love the rivalry. Yeah, you love right. the matchups, and you know we have those. But you know, with a you know a Sitsi pass, and this is you know nothing to, you know against foe, but you know with a Sitsi pass losing to foe early round, that's just proving the fact that we we do have these fifty players. Even with the Sitsi pass at the top of the game, or a Medvedev at the top of the game, those guys don't have that three out of five set mentality where I'm just not losing these matches yet. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So with that being said, we have so many players out there, and I think we lose this grasp we lose this grip onto the tournament to say hey this is why you have to watch us and i think it goes more towards we just love tennis and just watching for tennis ability yeah it's i i also as you're saying that like i come from a broadcast mentality right right uh storytelling is is <laughs> fantastic you know when you have uh, Shapo into a, a slam semi for the first time in his career, right? I mean, that's the b- ability to tell that story is phenomenal. I also haven't had the opportunity to do Djokovic Nadal episode forty-two, right? I, I haven't had that. I haven't had that opportunity yet, so I, I can't speak to that. But yeah, I I love those new storylines as they move forward because that's what has always gripped me is the the idea of new storylines moving forward and that's that's what's always been forefront of my mind. But yeah, I, I get it because I think um, the marketing side is going to be a real challenge for the ATP because I I I hearken back to this got again a little bit before your time, but when Tiger Woods had a grasp on men's golf. When he did, right? He It was Tiger versus everyone else. And I right. think we're, I, I, you know, again, I don't want to get into a Federer, Nadal, no, are, yeah, are yeah. they past a debate? <laughs> but I think we're very close to that spot where it's Novak Djokovic, yeah. and everybody else. Because that's, well, that's I mean, where we're all at. The, all, the, all the gambling and betting stuff is like, do you take the field or do you take right. Djokovic? You right. know, that's always what it is right now. You know, I and I agree with the storytelling, but... Are new stories new if there's so many of them? You yep, know, it, I get you know it. when when does that line cross? And and again, it's also the second thing, which is you know I think Novak was talking about this in his you know he was saying about his first Grand Slam final was he was 20 playing Fed, he lost in three tough tie breaks or whatever it was with Berrettini. He's 26, yeah, right? If, right, right. You know, and it it has nothing bad against Berrettini, but you know. He's not next gen, you know, like we right, can call right. whatever it is. So with these guys coming in, with these guys coming into their own, the Dominic team coming up, you know, he, we're going to be 30, you know, they're, they're going to be 30 in a blink of an eye. And, and this is, these narratives are kind of, they changed so quick. We didn't have this. So we, we tried to build off this next gen theory, but you know, the guys that were next gen, you know, are now 25, 24, 25, even 26. So it's, you know, I think we're losing those storylines, which is. I think going to force them to do what I was hoping was going to be done a long time ago, which is learn how to market tennis, learn mm-hmm. how to make tennis more enticing, learn how to make it more accessible and more encouraging for young people to be a part of. Because this whole you know narrative, and I know a lot of those next gen guys got pissed at me when I said this, we're not going to transcend the sport as good as Federer has done ever. 
So we're going to have, and we're and we're struggling right now, even with him still in the sport. So we're going to have to find a way to do it differently. And it has nothing to do with the talent. It has nothing to do with everything else. It is just a a different level that Federer has brought to the sport that I don't know if we can replicate right now. So we have to find new ways to really build that excitement, build that encouragement, because I think those new stories will start getting very old very quickly. You mentioned Dominic Team. Obviously, he's been forefront in terms of the mental health discussion over the last couple of months. But obviously, of the last month, and we haven't really talked about it, was Naomi Osaka's decision, uh, obviously, right. and, and where she's at. Um, I, I guess from from the group of players and people you talk to on a regular basis, I know you're in a lot of group chats um, mm-hmm. a, as well. Where Where is everybody at? Is it as split um, player-wise as I kind of g- grasp? It's it's such a um, it's a funny spot to be in for so many players. I mean, for most of the players, because we have these group chats where it seems like everybody's so cynical and negative about what the future holds and and what's lying in front of us right now. But like what we said with everything else, there there's only one lane right now. There's nowhere else to go. So you can be cynical. You have everything, but. You can only complain so much, and then you're you're playing an ATP event. You know, there's there's really not much else. You can't go play, you know, world team tennis for six months, and they don't even have it for the summer. So there's there's really, if you want to play tennis, if you want to make a living, you, you have one option right now. So I think it's it's a really it's a tough situation to be in, especially on this tail end of COVID as well, where the I guess you could say the restrictions or lack thereof, um, it changes from week to week and people don't know what's happening. And, and you know, it's still – you mix that with all the issues going on, with the PTPA coming up and the ACP being on their heels a bit and trying to react and be aggressive. And there's a lot going on. And, again, a lot of players are, are very disappointed and very unhappy. But at the same point, what's the other option right now? Yeah. You know, you know, where do you go? Uh, Naomi's um – documentary or docu-series, I guess that it is, uh, actually starts this coming week. Um, I believe actually two or three days from our release date here. So I think that's going to be... timing is interesting. It is. Um, I, I, I am hopeful that it will lead to encouraged discussion about mental health and the, the idea that it's okay for even the top players in all sports to have these questions about themselves... I have been, I guess I, I can't say shocked, but ex- incredibly disappointed that there is still such a narrative of if you can't handle it, get get out. It, it's still out there and you're it's an shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're an athlete. Keep keep dribbling the ball, you know, kind of narrative. It, it's, um, it's funny to me because I, I think the mental, you know, the ability to compartmentalize on, on court specifically in tennis, it, it really is one of the things that sets you apart. However, that mental health component is a completely different entity in my mind. There's a lot. I, and I think at a, some, some of the players that are a little deeper in than others and not to use names right now, just look tired. Yeah, you know, right. no, there's just, sure. there's just a, there's a tired look in their eyes that, that feels like, you know, we're still hopeful. We're still gunning for it. You know, there's a lot of great teams behind it, but just been beaten down a little bit, you know, just been beaten down a little bit more than they expected to. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, and this, and I hope Naomi Osaka is, is, you know, obviously it's more driven to mental health, but half as 
you know, eye-opening as, as Andy Murray was as well and how, yeah. how well done that was. I, I think, and something that, you know, my team and I are working on a bit is, is getting some, you know, not at the top players, you know, to, to speak about this. I think we, we see this and it's a little bit tough to relate at times, you know, when Murray is jumping on his private jet or in his, in his pool in his house with three people working on him. Tough to relate, but, you know, I think, Again, as as the more discuss, discussions we can have, especially in the mainstream media, like a Netflix, where you know we can have non tennis fans clicking on it and being a part of it and seeing what's truly happening, you know that's the the better it is. You know, the, the more the conversation is going to be pushed forward. But there is this tiredness that it's like this. You know, the I, I keep using the comment, you know, too big to fail. You know, and I think mm. the the ATP have this arrogance that that we are we are too big to fail in a way. Um, and you can throw whatever you want at us, but okay, what's the alternative? What do you get? What do you, you know? What's the next step for you guys? So you know, I'm I'm doing what I can. I saw Vashik, He's here. I uh, spoke to him for a bit. You know, he's there's there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of great teams. I'm speaking to all of them, but there's there's still this you know a little bit of that. Uh, oh God, here we go again, kind of thing. So, um, but it, you know, I'm still um, speaking to the team, speaking to their PR, and a lot of the other people they have behind. This is this is a great chance we have, you know, and I don't know every step that they have. I know a lot of them, um, but it's happening, and and hopefully it's scaring them into into a new pathway. If I can, you you mentioned too big to fail, which is also the name of a fantastic documentary on the failed Dana Carvey show, which is again a little <laughs> bit before your time. Okay, fantastic. I think it's on Hulu right now. So I have to check it out because I usually know, but that one, yeah, that That's one's a good not... one. Yeah, okay. a lot of incredible talent that was in that room and they failed miserably, mm. but in spectacular fashion when Dana Carvey was the biggest star in the world at the time. Uh, so you mentioned Vashik, and obviously that's where we kind of wanted to end up here is the yeah. PTPA discussion. Um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it to a pretty basic standpoint here if if you mm-hmm. can kind of walk us yeah. through this because you know what i think a lot of fans have seen is just kind of these little infographics from ptpa <laughs> players yeah. and and the the ptpa and now marketing. Their instagram yeah right exactly and so it's just like this idea of delay the vote right how, how do you summarize that summarize that for a, a a basic you know one of our listeners who might have an idea and have seen some of these you know notes yeah but how do you summarize that, you know, in, in 45 seconds? I think what the PTPA are doing well is they're, you know, they're kind of simplifying all our thoughts. They're saying, hey, we understand that, you know, you have an issue that you dealt with at the ATP in, in Europe and you want to dis- – we get that. But there are bigger issues. There are larger issues that can be simplified down to, like in this case, transparency. That's a that's a word we hear a lot. That's a word that needs to be spoken about a lot. And with the ATP, you have this thirty year plan that we don't really know the ins and outs of. You know, they say it's it's you know it's the best. You know, they have the best intentions. You know, it's the greatest you know path for us. But we don't really know what that means in the end. So I think what the PT, PTPA are doing well is kind of taking. All of what we are speaking about, all the players, and taking it down to a few levels. One of them, again, transparency. Just having an understanding of what, you know, these good intentions that these, you know, that the ATP are speaking about. How is this going to help us? What are the ins and outs? How how will this affect us in the end? Um, You know, I think unifying the voices 
is a tremendous aspect. You know, when you're looking, you know, we have players from around the world. We have different age groups. We're all speaking. We're all talking, especially in these WhatsApp groups. It's taking those voices together and trying to bring those together. So, again, the PTPA do not have an easy task at hand by any means. And not only are they going up against ATP and WTA, but they're also trying to bring, you know, we're talking hundreds of players together that are from so many different walks of life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we are we we are all tennis players, you know, but we could be 35 from Kazakhstan and and 24 from California. You know, it, you're talking about so many so many different players and emotions and and thoughts and feelings. Um, so it is difficult. But again, speaking about this 30 year plan, it's just trying to get initially trying to get kind of that seat of the table and saying, hey. How is this? Do we have a say in this? You know, you say it affects the players, you know, and and I think the best example that I want to just quickly share was what happened in Australia right before the pandemic in 2020. The fires took place. You know, we should have known it was going to be an interesting year starting from, you know, the horrific fires um, that were kind of tormenting Australia for, for many months. And they said, hey, we have these scientists. It's safe to play. We're looking at these numbers. I was like, can I see these numbers? Can I talk to these people that you're speaking to? You know, I'm going on the court. You're in air conditioning. Can I speak to these guys? They said no. And started getting extremely defensive. It's the fact I'm screaming like in the lobby of the Australian Open with some of these ATP reps. And I'm like, am I losing it? I just want to speak to people that are going to make sure that my health is okay, that I'm not going to have any issues getting out there because right now the city is on lockdown and we're about to play a tennis match. So, like, when we're talking about transparency, it always just feels like there's there's – Something's being hidden from us. And I think getting that across and just having that seat at the table, you know, somebody that we trust, that the players trust, and say, hey, guys, you know, this is okay right now. You know, this looks good. We have your best interest because we have no ulterior motive here. We're not the ATP. We're outside of that. We can't be protected by the people that employ us. That's that's really it. I also think the, the idea of 30 years to me, it's a long time. It's, it's just like re- regardless of what's in a d- the deal, like 30 years to me is just crazy. So much will change. Like how so much will change in 30 years. Like I like 10 years is like a max for me at this this stage God. in terms like who knows what we're going to be looking I mean just use the Islander goalkeeper Rick DiPietro as an example. We Let's not. Like, go on. <laughs> you know, we're giving – you know, they, these, these players get these 20-year deals and you yeah, see yeah. them on a beach for 10 years. Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. The, right there. That, I mean, you're, you're 100%. You know, anything like that should be a red flag right off the bat. Um, where, where do you think you guys are at as a group um, in, in terms of getting uh, that seat at the table, which, again, the ATP will say you already have a seat at the table because of the player council. Player but where, council. Do, where do you think that you guys are at in terms of, I don't know, getting that voice that you want? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm inner circle, but I'm, I'm not inner inner. You know, I'm missing yeah, sure. that last kind of slide. So it's tough for me to say, you know, I think I think they're just a few steps away from having kind of that stability um, or or having the opposite or finding out that it, it may be a tougher road than expected. I think we're kind of at that turning point where, you know, a lot of what the PTPA were trying to kind of get under control for themselves is getting there. You know, they have kind of that group around them. And then I think they're kind of getting to that point now where, you know, we're here, we're ready to go. Is this going to work or not? 
Um, you know, I think there's a few more moving parts in it, but again, it's the, you could see the arrogance in the ATP where they're scared, but they're not, whether it's a front or not, they're, they're like, you know, what, what are you guys going to do? You know, what are you going to come at us with? You know, we're, you know, we have these plans, we're doing right by the players, you know, what are you going to do? You know, how do you, how do you force us, force our hands, you know, to give what you guys want? And, it's tricky. I mean, you know, as hopeful as I am, I'm 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 a cynic at heart. And, and looking at the ATP, it's it's been like this for so many years. What's going to push them to quote unquote do the right thing? So I'm interested to see how it's moving. Again, there's a lot of really intelligent, affluential people that are that are a part of the PTPA, and this is one of the best chances that we have from the inside out. Let's say that. I am very effing excited to see you next week i just i just need to say that as we're wrapping up here like i am genuinely just i promise me that you're not gonna get hurt this week so that i can actually see you next week because that's we were so close we're so close i'll regardless i'm coming up how about that okay no matter what (laughs) i i have to come i mean it's carrie anyway i like carrie yeah, no, I'm excited to see Ted, uh, let's see, Aaron, Cindy, uh, Sean down there, yeah. and Carrie, and there, obviously, uh, frankly, it's, I've been hanging out with Christopher Eubanks uh, and, and Phil, his coach, uh, way too much the last Far couple of much. months. It's been, it, uh, I appreciate them taking me under their wing uh, to make me <laughs> well, feel not alone, but um, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm I, I always feel small in many different ways. Uh I genuinely am excited to see you. I am looking forward to sitting down and doing a live podcast, but more importantly, like getting to see you and spend time with you. Um, yeah. So take that for what it's worth. And then I'll start giving you shit as soon as we hang up the phone here. Well, we have to take pictures like thumbs up with the I hate Noah Rubin <laughs> shirts. It's going to be glorious. Oh, God. Uh, oh, Patreon news real quick. Patreon news real quick. Again, if you have not gotten me your address, I sent out an email about a month ago. Get me your address. We have Wimbledon keychains coming in for the Patreon supporters, which I'm very excited about. Finally got them today with a huge thank you to Brian Clark, who's not a name as a broadcaster that many of you know, but he is so phenomenally, really? So phenomenally, I can't say phenomenally. 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 Phenomenal. I can't. It's the. So so incredibly talented as a broadcaster. Um, You you hear him on ATP radio as part of the Wimbledon channel team this year, part of the U.S. Open broadcast team as well. So he's a great guy. He's getting us the keychains to send to our Patreon supporters. Um, We're also going to have behind the racket pod vinyl stickers in a couple of weeks. I mean, everything's coming up it's, behind it's the racket pod together. here, Noah. It's, Everything it's really, is happening. Yeah, Mike is 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 peaking right now. God. I mean, it's, it's just what a great life I have. Um, but yeah, so Patreon supporters, check your emails, check your spams. I have sent out stuff. Respond with your address so we can get things to you. Um, yeah, I yeah, I saw. It's fine. So Noah and I are going to get back together next week. We will talk to you guys then. For Noah, this is Mike. You've been listening to the Behind the Racket Pod. 
The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.